from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. National news for week commencing February 18th, 2018 in our 23rd year of non-stop news. In this week's news, we hear from Jeff VK4ZPP on Holacracy. WIA Director Marcus VK5WTF provides this week's board comment. Then across to Aidan VK4APM on the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention in May. John VK5DJ lets us know about the Australian Fox Hunting Championships. It's only one week to Wyong, and Bob VK2AOR and Ed DD5LP fill us in. YLs and ILLW, long-distance VHF and overseas DX events. VK3RTV on the move. We have a new regular segment on YLs around the world, thanks to Kimberly VK2KMI. And we finish with Mrs. Mac and spy stations in North Korea. These stories and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia 2018 and for the week of February 18th. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. We've heard David, VK4MZ, WIA Vice President, introduce us to a trial of a new management philosophy and software. Not being a reader of the Harvard Business Review, I was not familiar with the term holacracy and I resorted to the ubiquitous web search. In keeping with the board's commitments to volunteers, this management style gives people the ability to manage their role or roles within an organisation. Well, that is the theory as I understand it. Great, you may say. I can get on with doing what I signed on to do, but wait, before you reach for the steak knives, your role seems to entail consulting with peers on a regular basis and agreeing on how tasks have been accomplished and how they can be better done. Within the economic or entrepreneurial framework, there seems to be many benefits to having teams do work and achieve better outcomes. Holacracy has been adopted in both commercial businesses and not-for-profit organisations with some successes and with others feeling of getting out from under a burdensome imposition. What I've not found is the application of this management philosophy to a not-for-profit whose main functions are advocacy for its client base. When we look at the amateur next to us at the club barbecue, we don't necessarily know if their day job is manual, trades, professional or retired or none of these. We don't need to know what person's occupations are until it becomes relevant to what they do in representing the hobby. And when we do inquire, we are a very diverse representation of the workforce. This very diversity allows people to bring so many skills as volunteers, but it also means they come from a variety of backgrounds and subject to many different workplace styles. This really is the nub of the situation. People like to both be respected for their skills and abilities, and when they give their time, it is very necessary to acknowledge the value of their donation. If As an organisation, we are going to adopt this level playing field style of management. It has to be applied wholeheartedly. Now, if I volunteer to do a job, I need to know what is expected. And assuming I have the skills and materials, I want to get on with it and get the best value for my time. 
if I'm confronted with a document which resembles a software license that a well-trained lawyer gets confused over, I'm either going to turn off or back out. Amateurs tend to be individualistic types and trying to corral them is like trying to herd cats. Whilst the sentiments are valid and appropriate to our pursuit, it is perhaps too impractical to implement with the resources and people we have. I'm Jeff Emery and that's what I think. Hello everyone, this is Marcus, VK5WTF, with this week's board comment. A couple of weekends ago, I took up the opportunity to help out AREG and sit in a balloon chase car driven by Mark VK5QI. But there was more to it than just sitting in the car. For my part, I was collecting some telemetry. The balloon itself had three telemetry payloads, ready with GPS running 8-bit at 100 board on 70 centimetres with a transmit power of about 10 milliwatts. This is the easiest one for most people to get. All you need is DLFL Digi software, and you may need to adjust the receiver frequency as the crystal on the transmitter does drift. But I wasn't collecting ready telemetry. This launch had two 115K board FSK transmitters feeding out SSDV, which is slow scan digital video, on the top end of 70 centimeters, transmitting at about 50 milliwatts. And line of sight, that's good for probably about 50 kilometers with a turnstile antenna. SDR tech is actually really that good now. As SSDV data was coming in, I was getting telemetry with it as well. Latitude, longitude, horizontal and vertical speed, payload heading, tilt angle, and error logs from the computer, as well as the all-important imagery, which was 1488 by 1180 pixels, and about one frame every 30 seconds. But wait, there's more. Because the imagery is all ones and zeros and sent in packets, we can do another trick. I can send all my successful packets to a server, and if enough people do that from different locations, the images can be reassembled into full complete images, so I don't need to get all the data myself. The software I was running had multiple consoles, giving me software modem decode performance, SSDV imagery that I was getting, as well as the telemetry data and graphs of it over time, so I could see it moving up and down and spinning around. A link to the full report by Grant VK5GR with images and video can be found in the text edition or on the AREG website. So there we have a new mode for some, and it's only possible with the help of the internet and the cloud. What could be the next mode? Will you know about it when it happens? This is VK5 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot going clear. The National Office of the Wireless Institute of Australia, which is located in Bayswater, Victoria, needs to upgrade the old and unserviceable on-premises air conditioners. Competitive quotes are currently being obtained to supply and install three small split-system air conditioners. Members or amateurs who are involved in the air conditioning industry who might be able to assist are encouraged to send an email to the Executive Officer at the National Office. Details in the text version of this broadcast. Howdy. It's Aidan Mountford here from the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society. It's all happening in the Gold Coast at the moment as we prepare for some sensational upcoming events. The Games in April and the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention in May. These events are just around the corner so we thought we'd give you an update. GCARS welcomes visitors from around Australia and the globe who are travelling to the coast for the Games. If you are visiting in April and wish to catch up with us, we will be holding a number of functions for our fellow operators coupled with our usual array of nets and catch-ups. To be kept informed of amateur radio activities during this period, we welcome you to register at games.gcars.com.au. 
Hot on the heels of the Games is the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention on the 19th and 20th of May. Registration for this event is open and we encourage you to book early. The WIA website has information on the activities, presentations, tours and demonstrations. If you have any specific questions about the event or wish to reserve space for a demonstration or exhibition, do not hesitate to drop an email to the organising team at wiaagm at wia.org.au. That's all from the Gold Coast for now. 7-3 from me, Aidan, VK4, APM. Thanks, Aidan, and now across to John, VK5DJ. Good morning, everyone. This is John, VK5DJ, for the organising committee of the 2018 Southeast Radio Group's Convention and Australian Fox Hunting Championship. The event will again be held on the Queen's Birthday weekend, Saturday 9th and Sunday the 10th of June. It's a good idea to book your accommodation soon, as it's a busy weekend in Mount Gambier. Still plenty of time to prepare the fox hunting gear and entries for the home brew competition. Pop it into your diaries, must do section. More details as we approach the weekend. 73 from Surge. From VK5 to VK2. And the big one, the Wyong Field Day. As promised, this week, Bob, VK2 AOR, runs us through all of the interesting lectures in the Topics in a Nutshell program at Wyong next Sunday. Thanks to Glenn, VK2 GEM, for this interview. Bob, what do you got in store for us for the field day? Thank you, Glenn. The lectures, fantastic range of lectures. We've got Brian Clark uh, talking about Crystal Set and the Hidden Mysteries. Kevin Jardine talking about Diplexes, which he's built two different examples of. David Rowe, VK. 5DGR. Talking about free DV and new modes that have been added. Ray Robinson talking about standard beam approach, receiver and transmitter. Bob Mutton talking about touchscreens. Cole Hodgson talking about making the most out of your microwave. Philip Marr from the Bureau of Meteorology Space Weather Services and Karen VK2AKB FT8 uh, mode on HF. Bob himself is presenting one of the topics, and Glenn wasn't going to let Bob off that easily. Bob, now what are you going to be giving to us in a demonstration in lectures? Thank you, Glenn. What I'm doing at the field day is talking about what's happening with the satellites at the moment, the great preponderance of satellites, and showing off an IOIO antenna, which picked up from the internet and working very well. What's this? I have an important stop press item here. The raffle this year, tickets are $5 each, and have you heard what the two main prizes are? An ICOM IC7300, the SDR rig everyone wants, and an ID51A plus 2, the dual band HT, with GPS, high speed data, and remote control via an Android app. These are two great prizes, but you have to be at the field day to buy the raffle tickets. Good luck to all entering. Of course, all field day details are on the web at fieldday.org.au. Please try to get to the 60th annual CCARC field day at Wyong on Sunday the 25th of February from 8.30am. For the Central Coast ARC, this has been ADD5 LP. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate AR Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service, 
VK7, VK3PC and the worldwide sources of the WIA. The 21st Annual International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, ILLW100 entry, is a YL team from Portugal. The Amateur Radio Ladies Portugal will be operating from Cabo Covero Ladin, overlooking a Western Point Peninsula of the Atlantic Ocean. This is also their first time in the event, with more details available on Facebook. So far, 16 countries are listed with Germany on 40, followed by 20 for Australia, including the new one on Deal Island, VK3ILW. No matter where you are, there'll be plenty of fun action on the weekend of August 18 and 19. The VHF path between Australia and South Africa is still the greatest challenge on 144 MHz. Many years ago, the first attempt was made by Bill Hosey, VK6ACY, now ZS6CCY, near Perth, and Mike Bosch, ZS2FM, in Port Elizabeth, assisted by Andre, ZS2ACP, and the late Jim Franz, ZS2JF, to establish a two-way contact across the Indian Ocean. The group tried using CW for a full month on 144 MHz without any success. Unfortunately, the group did not have the advantage of Hepburn charts. Many years later, Ken Bainbridge, VK6RH, spokesman for the West Australian Radio Group, tried to interest South African VHF amateurs to participate in the new chirp modulation tests, but the new chirp equipment would come at a price and this did not eventuate. Recently, Andy Hemus, VK6OX from Perth, tried to revive interest in a VHF path between VK and ZS. He comments that there are regular VHF paths from Eastern Australia to LU, VP8, CE, etc., and therefore VHF paths between Western Australia and the East Coast of South Africa may well be possible. So, would you like to take up the challenge? In DX News, there was disappointment in the DX world last week when the much-anticipated DXpedition to Bouvet Island, 3Y0Z, had to be aborted. The team had spent several days off the coast of Bouvet, but the weather prevented a safe transfer of crew and gear to the island. Added to this, a problem with one of the ship's engines left the captain with no alternative but to abandon the project and head for Cape Town. Estonian Special Event Celebrations for the 100th anniversary of the Republic of Estonia will include 15 special event stations active until 31st of March 2018. Stations will use the prefix ES100 and be active on 160 through to 10 metres using CW, SSB and the digital modes. For a full list of call signs, instructions and QSLs and other details, go to the website es100.eu. The group is hoping to have all 15 stations on the air over the weekend of the 24th and 25th of February. I'm Col, VK3LED. Four countries have added 60 metres to their band plan. Following extensive discussions with a regulator, Czech amateurs can access both the new WRC 15 60 metre amateur secondary allocation of 5351.5 to 5366.5 kilohertz and their existing 12 60 metre channels. The WRC 15 allocation is available on an individual permit basis with a maximum power of 15 watts EIRP. Now, as reported last week, ZL amateurs have a secondary allocation on 5353 kHz and 5362 to 5364 kHz with a maximum output of 10 watts EIRP. The Icelandic amateurs have access to the new WRC 15 60 metre allocation from 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz on a secondary with maximum power of 15 watts EIRP. 
And lastly, Argentinian amateurs have a secondary allocation of 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz with a regional maximum power limit of 25 watts EIRP. Now, from the DXCC, uh, amateur radio operators in Norway are now given prefix LC call signs after applying for the new 2 to 1 contest call sign. The LC prefix call sign is for use in national and international contests. The recently added Z6 Republic of Kosovo entity has made its way onto the DXCC most wanted list at number 5. P5, North Korea, still sits at number 1. And for some upcoming DX activity a little bit closer to home in the Pacific, 5WOLR Samoa will be active 4th to the 22nd of February. E51GEA Rarotonga Island will be active 21 to 24 February. FKJG1XMV New Caledonia will be active 17 February to 3rd of March. And JD1BOW Ogasawara Islands will be active 21 to 24th of February. And T2AR Tuvalu will be active from 6th to the 13th of March. So, happy hunting. World Radio Day, 13th of February. The 7th UNESCO World Radio Day has come and gone with the the theme this year being radio and sports. Very apt in uh, that the Winter Olympics are underway in Pyeongchang. South Korea. The date, 13th of February, was selected for this annual day of celebration because it was the day in 1946 when the United Nations Radio was established. Amateur radio is very much part of the celebration, as its wide reach and usefulness, especially during times of emergencies, is very well recognised. This is Brett, VK7FTAS, for the WIA National News Service. Worldwide special interest groups, ATV. Every pixel tells a story. VK3RTV, the search continues. After 30 years, amateur TV repeater VK3RTV closed operations in late 2017, and the site decommissioned as a laser mound Antidon cannot be renewed. The station equipment is in storage while the search for a new location occurs, and redesign of the system may be necessary to make best use of available options. Sites under consideration include Surrey Hills and Mount View at Mount Waverley. The station's output has been moved from 446.5 MHz to 445.6 MHz to provide a guard band from 449 to 450 MHz in order to reduce out-of-band emissions. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Satellite Shorts. Wind Satellite Survives Vacuum. ESA's Aeola satellite has been particularly tricky to build. One of the main stumbling blocks has been getting its lasers to work in a vacuum. But recent tests on the satellite show that the vacuum or temperature of space won't get in the way of Aeolus, measuring its winds. At the RSGB 2017 convention, there was a fascinating presentation on amateur deep space reception by Paul Marsh, Mike Zero EYT. Paul gives an introduction to Deep Space Mega DX, the equipment needed and the techniques used to identify extremely weak signals coming from man-made space probes in various parts of our solar system. X-band, 8.4 GHz, is the primary band of discussion, but Paul also talks briefly about S and KA reception equipment and antennas. You can receive signals from spacecraft in excess of 1 billion kilometres, with a modest-sized dish in your garden. If you have an interest in EME or microwave weak signal reception, 
Amateur ESR can help you push the limits of what is possible with home-built equipment. The video can be found on the email edition of this broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio, ALARA, Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association. Women in Amateur Radio. ALARA is Australia's Ladies Amateur Radio Association and has been running since 1975. Membership numbers stand at over 200. Through our sponsorship scheme, membership is open to IELTS anywhere in the world and this has facilitated the establishment of many firm friendships. The Alara Meet 2017 was held in Cairns last September. This is a triennial event where members meet in person and enjoy various activities and tours. Alara is active across Australia and ladies licensed or not are welcome to join. All the membership details and more are available from the Alara website. I'm Felix VK4FUQ for the WA National News Service and now across to Kimberley. YLs Around the World features news and views about and by YLs. YL Forum at Hamcation, Orlando, Florida. Hamcation held 9 to 11 February featured Catherine Andrews AC4YL and Melanie Glamser AG4YL who conducted a forum titled YLs and Amateur Radio, Getting Involved, Staying Active and Having Fun. They later spoke to Gary Pierce, KN4AQ of Ham Radio Now, giving some great tips on how to get women involved in ham radio. You can take a listen to all they had to say via the link provided in the text edition of this broadcast. Some of the points they made that are of interest are Many women, when they first come into contact with amateur radio, ask themselves, is there a place for me in this hobby? Men typically have an advantage as they often have had more mentoring and experience in technical fields, so often it's about how do we level the playing field. When introducing women to amateur radio, don't make assumptions about what we'll be interested in. Introduce us to as many different aspects of the hobby as you can. You never know where our interests may lie. It may not be in making the scones. Falcon Heavy and YLs. Last week, when SpaceX launched the Falcon Heavy containing Elon Musk's Tesla Roadster from Cape Canaveral, YLs, 12-year-old Faith Hannah Lee, AE4FH, and 10-year-old Hopely, KM4IPF, were there conducting a special event. Complete with their newly constructed Go Box, the girls made contact with satellites Fox A1, Fox 1B, SO50, Fox 1D, and they also made 100 HF contacts. You can follow Hope and Faith Hannah's video blogs by following the link in the text version of this broadcast. YLs in social media. With the growth of the girls in STEM movements, many younger girls are getting into various tech fields, including makerspaces and coding. With the growth of digital modes continuing, who knows, the next digital mode may well be invented by a woman. There are a bunch of social media pages dedicated to these girls and their pursuits. One of the newest is on Twitter, at TechHamGirls. And don't forget, Wyong Field Day is Sunday the 25th of February. Make sure you come by the Alara stand at the field day, and why not bring a YL with you? I'm Kimberly Olsen, VK2KMI, for the WIA National News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio, IARU Region 3, Gopal, VU2GMN from the IARU Region 3, invites the attention of all societies to World Amateur Radio Day, WARD which is observed each year on the 18th of April. 
we hope societies will take this opportunity to showcase this wonderful hobby to the general public and conduct events in their respective areas to give hands-on experience to those who are not already radio amateurs. Tackling the menace of intruders on events is a constant effort that requires attention from all, and getting administrations to act on reports of intruders we generate is a difficult but necessary activity. IAU addresses new radio spectrum pollution threat. The Administrative Council of the International Amateur Radio Union, IAU, held a meeting late last year just before the IAU Region 1 conference in Germany. The AC is responsible for the policy and management of the IAU and reviewed its priorities and positions with regard to the agenda items for the 2019 World Radio Communication Conference, WRC19, of the International Telecommunications Union, ITU. A key priority is high-power wireless power transmission, WPT, for electric vehicles, as it is seen as having significant potential for interference to radio communications. Addressing this threat requires an increased commitment of resources by potentially affected radio communication services, including amateur radio. To read more about this, please take a look at the link on the email edition of this broadcast. I'm Felix VK for FUQ Inningham. Special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. Microwave QSO party in VK7. This takes place every Sunday morning after the WIA and VK7 regional news broadcasts. It starts on 1296 MHz in Hobart and uses the large passive reflector of Mount Wellington to bounce microwave signals. It then turns to digital contacts between the north and the south of the state and there are five regulars on 23 centimetres. It's recently moved to 10 gigahertz, and there are four stations using Mount Wellington as a microwave passive reflector. FM, SSB and FT8 modes are used. And thanks to Rex VK7MO for that report. And now, across to Brett, VK7 FTAS. Rewind. We learned about the first whale amateur in VK7 last week, so this week we learn about the very first female member of the WIA, VK2FV, our first YL. Florence McKenzie was the first female member of WIA, but that's not all this dynamic woman achieved. She was the first female electrical engineer in Australia. She opened her own electrical supply store in Sydney. She co-founded the Wireless Weekly magazine, authored several electrical handbooks, formed the Electrical Association for Women Australia, and importantly for Australia's war effort, she formed the Women's Emergency Signalling Corps with her trained uh, telegraphist in 1941, forming the nucleus of the Women's Royal Australian Navy. Florence has many, many more achievements to her name, and also found the time to pursue interests in tropical fish and antique furniture, and to correspond with Albert Einstein. Described as dainty, generous and humble, she was fondly known as Mrs Mack. Florence lived a full and long life. She died at the age of 92, in 1982. Now, the social scene. Uh, February 18, VK3, 9am, Wandark Hamfest Italian Sports Club at Werribee. February 25, VK2, the Wyong Field Day. March 11, VK2, Sydney Amateur Radio Ferry Contest, Waverley ARS. March 17 and 18, VK7, Meet the Voice event at Ross. Uh, March 17 and 18, VK, John Moyle Memorial Field Day Contest. March 25, VK3, EMDRC Hamfest Great uh, Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. April 18, the World Amateur Radio Day, IARU. April 22, VK6, Hill Amateur Radio Group, the Hargfest Swap Meet, 10 to 1400 hours. 
May 4-7, VK4, Clareview Gathering between Rockhampton and Mackay. May 18-20, VK4, WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and the AGM Weekend. June 9 and 10, uh, the South East Radio Group's Convention and Australian Fox Hunting Championships. July 7 and 8, VK3 Gippsland, Gipps Tech 2018. That's the 21st Annual Gippsland Technical Conference. August 11 and 12, VK Remembrance Day Contest. August 8, 18 and 19, the WW Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. October 6, the WW Oceana DX Contest. November 11, VK5 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest. This is Brett, VK7 FTAS for the WIA National News Service. Final, final, weird and wonderful. Spy-like number station in North Korea. Musical tones followed by a stern voice have been heard over shortwave radio timed with the Winter Olympic Games in South Korea. Received by at least one radio amateur, the number station is meaningless except to those with the spy message decipher book. This transmission under the callsign VI-5 is quite strange. A sign of the times. Trying to get hold of a modern receiver that covers the shortwave spectrum can be hard. Now comes news from Sony of Japan that it has stopped production of two shortwave receivers. With few broadcasters left on the international frequencies, it seems the demand has also fallen off. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.